welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of the Firefish Recruitment Podcast. Today we are joined by the awesome Hishima Zuz to share how he became the go-to recruiter in his niche in a short space of time and how you can do it too. From his hugely successful Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast to his massive social media following, it is hard not to miss Hashim online these days. This podcast was originally filmed on the Crowdcast platform, so you may hear some live questions being answered throughout. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Good afternoon, everyone. We are live. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really excited today because we have Hisham Hazuz. No, I'm practicing that. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Um, It's always scary having a name that I can't pronounce on a current cast, but you've you've helped me. (laughs) So that's brilliant. Um, So listen, thanks very much for coming in. A slightly different one because obviously um, in on the Firefish Crowdcast, we've been focusing a lot on topics to help leaders of owners of businesses um, to to, uh, look at topics that will help them lead their business. But today, I really want to focus on recruiters um, and how we can actually sort of inspire the recruiters through Hisham's um, uh, story um, and really help to build up a niche within their industry. Because when I was talking to you, that's what I was really impressed with is your story about actually how you just went let's do this and you found a way to navigate yourself um through your story so and without further ado i'm going to sort of dive into that if that's okay um and and you started as as a lone recruiter and well as a recruiter in your business focusing on insurance tell us a wee bit about that yeah joined the recruitment industry 2016 february uh previously was an insurance broker then went into insurance recruitment and joined a small organization outside of London. There was 10 of us in the business. Uh, a chap called uh, Matt Gunn started the business. who was ex-Hayes. I sat directly next to him and learned everything that I knew in recruitment through the people around me who had been doing it for a good number of years. And where this all started, the, the sort of personal branding element was when I was in recruitment, say in 2017, after my first year in recruitment, which was a roller coaster, to, to say the least, and uh, it did come at a surprise because how I got into it, I actually wanted to get into the industry because my friend who I used to work with told me that you can earn six figures in your first year, buy a Rolex and go to Ibiza. <laughs> and uh, that, that didn't quite happen. And I, I was a top sales guy. I was, I was like the top sales, like the classic like top sales person in an insurance broker environment. And I went into the recruitment industry and I was the bottom of the pack. So I was really hungry to sort of learn or know what I could possibly do going into my second year to improve my chances of making more money. And my sort of boss, Matt, said to me, look, Hisham, this first year for you has been challenges. There's been some wins. There's been some some tough times. But sort of what I've seen a lot of recruiters in my time and my advice to you is keep doing what you're doing. You've got the work ethic, putting the volume activity. Recruitment's a long game. It'll pay off. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard that advice and leaders have told sort of people early on in their career that advice so I was like okay amazing I'm going to carry on with that and I believe him and I'm going to take his advice and uh, I was like what else can I do mm-hmm. so the only other sort of chink in my armor was LinkedIn so I I my sort of perception of LinkedIn before I got into recruitment was you use it to get a job that 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 was my perception of LinkedIn that that's as far as it went 
So when I entered the world of recruitment and I now got LinkedIn, I had a profile, I'd connect with anyone because, wow, I can grow up my connections and all the, these things. I, I, I didn't, um, how everyone was using it around me was really basic, if I'm honest. Like they said, Heeshan, when you get a job, you post about it on LinkedIn, send in mails, but don't copy and paste the whole message, try and make them personal. Like it, it was just really basic, yeah. right? So no one was really maximizing LinkedIn um, around me. So that was the area that I saw I could improve because I knew my clients and candidates hung out there. That they, they, 90% of my um, target audience had at least a LinkedIn profile. And I didn't make a single placement in my first year through LinkedIn. So I was like, okay, well, what can I do to improve? And where the light bulb moment came from and this motivation, which has started all of this, was when I looked at my competitors so I don't know what other people's industries are like, but as we all know, it's competitive. And I knew who clients and candidates would be uh, getting another phone call from if I didn't get the job or candidate on an exclusive basis or win a retained assignment. Um, so when I looked at what they were doing, my competition to leverage LinkedIn and how they were communicating to the same people I was, it was the exact same thing that I was doing, which was just using LinkedIn as a job board. And, and that really was a light bulb moment and all the motivation I needed to be like, right, I'm going to give myself one rule going into this second year of recruitment, which is I'm not just going to use LinkedIn to shout about my live jobs because my competitors are doing that and I now know that doesn't make the money. And that's where this all started. And I learned as I went. It started quite cringy with posting about, if you hate Mondays, then talk to me which has become like a read advert. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I just learned as I went. I started to document what I was up to in, in, in the industry by taking pictures when I was at networking events, taking net, uh, pictures when I was with uh, clients or place candidates. I then built confidence, started sharing videos in 2017, which not many recruiters are doing, definitely not in my space. And, uh, yeah, it all, it all started from there. And uh, it all started from taking that first step of making that decision and sharing content. No, it's interesting because you probably didn't even think you were building up sort of content at that point. You were just sort of like thinking, what can I do on LinkedIn to that's different? Yeah, there, there wasn't a plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just, what can I do that's different? And I'm going to try different things and I'll see what works. And, and, and I love that. And, and I'm sure there's lots of recruiters out there that are, are trying to sort of find ways that they can make an impact in the noise of all their competitors. But, but mm. what I'm interested in is um, what did your what did the owner of your business think about this? Because you must have been doing things that were sort of slightly different. Was he sort of scratching his head <laughs> and going, what's going on? I, I definitely made him uncomfortable. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> I uh, yeah I managed to convince him to do some videos. Uh, but, so he, he was supportive. He was supportive. I think it, it was coming from the right place, mm -hmm. which was my sell internally was my, my my only sell internally was our competitors are not doing this that that's all the message was it was hey guys you know the the guys that you hate you know the people that you're already you're selling against or you know trying to get in with your clients they're not doing this i've looked what i did was basically i put together i didn't put together a business plan but when i recognized this what i did was i pulled my um uh, i pulled the owner aside and I asked to speak to him, went into a meeting room, and I prepared a bit of a, a bit of a pitch, really, to say, hey, look, I've done this research. I really believe that this can give us a competitive advantage or help, help get our message out there, help us communicate why we are the best and why people should be working with us. I went through what our competitors were doing. I looked at their followers. I looked at how they were utilizing content. Um, and 
I, I sold it to him. So he he bought he bought into it and he supported it and he sort of gave me the reins really to sort of crack on with it. But of course, it I I did end up being the sort of bit of the weird guy in the office. <laughs> Wow. But, you know, and, 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 you know, fair dues, respect to the owner um, that allowed oh, you totally, and yeah. gave you that environment to test things out. Because I think this is so important for the recruitment industry to test different things out. And, and the interesting thing is that you looked at it from, OK, I'm going to do this. What return am I going to get? Actually, you looked mm. at it completely differently, said our competitors are not doing this. Let's see if it works. Yeah, and I use that motivation now with the recruiters that I work with because for me that's the best motivation. It it, it just is. And look, I'm not say, telling everyone to just um, look outside of your organisation, look at what competitors doing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for me, it's it's recognising that opportunity. And honestly, for the last 18 months, I've just been working with recruiters on helping them build their personal brand. And part of the first exercise is tell me who your two competitors are and I'll do the homework and look at what they're doing on LinkedIn, see what we can learn from, what the opportunities are. And honestly, I'm seeing the same thing that I saw in 2017, which was utilizing LinkedIn as a job board. And, and that's as far as it goes. Now, not everyone, obviously, but honestly, I would say 75 to 80% of the recruiters that I've looked at and I've looked at a lot are still using it the same way, which just completely baffles me. And some people aren't using it at all. So, so for me, it's like, yeah, that's just a great motivation, particularly for consultants that can help them take action and get out of their head and, and start taking action. Now, I love that because I think, you know, looking at targeting down on two competitors and analysing what they're doing. And I think your point is so valid. I think almost what we're doing in terms of um, with, with COVID this year, the pandemic, you know, it's narrowed our avenues of actually trying business development so a lot of people have reverted oh, to old you know sort of really bad practice i mean I, I, gosh on my linkedin i don't know how many you get but every day i get about 50 odd you know cut and pasted sales and mails that just don't even get read i'm not interested there's no relevance to me um of why i should take any notice to that person so I, yeah. I totally agree and see what you're saying there. But let's move it away because actually you 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 started in terms of LinkedIn, but then you started this concept of mm, this content's interesting. I've got a distribution channel of LinkedIn, but you started to take it into different channels. Um, do you want to start to say, you know, you started a blog for the company, I think, as well, didn't you? Yeah. So, yeah. So what I want, this is what I would say to people now, like once you get over that fear of sharing content, and the potential backlash that you might get, the negative comments or whatever, whatever is really holding you back. Then when you do have ideas, if it's, I don't know, starting a webinar series for your uh, network, for your um, sector or starting a podcast, whatever it may be, that, that becomes way less daunting. So, yeah, for me, because I got over that fear, when I had the idea to start, yeah, it started as a blog, The Recruitment Roller Coaster. I took action on that and just I just did it for me. I thought, well, yeah, if I can sort of write about what I've learned so far in recruitment, that's going to be beneficial for me anyway. And the, the motivation was this idea that how I got sold recruitment wasn't the truth. Mm -hmm. and, and when I looked for con when I looked for like, right, I want to get into recruitment. What can I what can I find that can give me the best possible chance of being successful in this job or find out more about the industry? There wasn't much at all. There just weren't, there wasn't anything. I, I think I, I read a, a book called uh, The Rich Recruiter that I actually met the author of. And there just isn't, there wasn't much out there at all. So I knew that when I entered the industry. And then I had a year in the industry and it just wasn't how it was sold to me, which was just 
told about all the highs rather than told about the constant rejection you get on a daily basis and the tough days. Mm-hmm. So sort of the idea for the blog was recruitment was a roller coaster. I'm going to talk about that, share what I've learned. And that evolved then to then getting other recruiters to share sort of what they've learned on their roller coaster and sort of what they would do differently in these things. And the reason why I went down that avenue, because it just made it easier for content. If I wasn't creating it, then it was more about the guests and I would provide them with a set sort of set of questions to share what, what they've learned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I started the blog called the recruitment roller coaster, complete gut instinct, wasn't sure what would come of it. I just quite enjoyed it. And it gave me an opportunity to learn from other recruiters. And then, yeah, I, I religiously listened to podcasts. Uh, one day, yeah, got sick of listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, really popular podcast for those that may or may not know what it is. And uh, I was like, oh, well, I'm on my way to my recruitment job. Why, why don't I try and learn something about recruitment on my way to my recruitment job? And again, looked for it. There wasn't much out there. So, okay, well, I've got this blog now that people are contributing to. Why don't I see if recruiters would be open to speaking about themselves? I was quite confident they'd be keen to do that. So, um, really? Yeah. Do you think yeah, we could just like talking about ourselves? <laughs> exactly. So then, yeah, and then I started the, the podcast called The Recruitment Roller Coaster two and a half years ago. And, uh, yeah, I guess sharing that story because I had the confidence to take action on that idea because I, I started posting and these things. So sort of the message there really is like once you've got over that fear or whatever's holding you back to start sharing, you may have ideas that you'd be more likely to, to take action on that could actually end up having a real impact on your business. I mean, I think it's brilliant. It's it's what we encourage in terms of, look, if you, if you want it, there's nothing stopping you from actually using these channels and using these sort of tools to actually further enhance your own personal brand. And in a turn, that will also give you a return on your recruitment. Talk to me about actually the impact of the return that you were getting from those channels on your recruitment. Yeah, so so the biggest sort of impact I had in recruitment, and it's it's different now, so I just keep it to re- working in recruitment. It, it was business development that that was, that was the thing. So all it simply meant was I, I didn't get inundated with inbound messages, definitely not. However, it what it really impacted was my proactive outreach. So when I was going, when I was doing my two hours um, on Tuesday, 10 till 12, and Thursday, 10 till 12, BD power hour sessions, the two hour sessions, going through my target clients, existing clients, there's just more to talk about. Or the, the prospect clients that I haven't spoken to before, there was just more of a chance that they knew who I was or have seen some of my content. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to sign terms with you on that call. Of course not. But what it does mean is that there's that sort of uh, potential more opportunity to start sort of bit forming trust with these people that you may never have spoken to before. So what actually happened was I'd call you, Wendy, and I go, hey, Wendy, look, we haven't spoken before. My name's Hisham Azuz. I work for this company. We typically solve these people's problems. Do you have them? Would you be able to have them in the chat? And I'd get more of the replies of, oh, actually, Hisham, I have actually seen some of your content. I've really enjoyed it or I found it interesting. Yeah, sure, I've got two minutes now. Tell me sort of who you are, what you do, blah, blah, blah. I didn't get that in my first year in recruitment. Obviously, part of it is being early in your career, of course. You've got to start building a name for yourself. But that was the biggest impact. And that's all the motivation I needed, again, because that was the, the toughest part I found in the role was, was building my client base. And it really impacted that, which then led to signing new clients and, and then led to more candidates coming to me. But it was business development. That, that was the biggest impact that I had. And I would say it's more than that. I think it it really accelerated your credibility and it gave people a reason as to why 
they felt comfortable in actually responding to you. And what mm. the whole world right now in recruitment is looking at is how do we effectively reach people, develop new relationships and open new doors. And you were using content exceptionally effectively there in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I think I think that is, is, is really awesome. And that's really the essence of where you've taken your career from, you know, onto the next step, because now you're just about to launch a new venture. Um, which yeah. is uh, the, the recruitment mentors platform, which caught my eye as well. I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Do you want to tell us a wee bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, okay, <laughs> let, let me do it. I just saw a question come through. I was, I was keen to answer it, Wendy. Oh, but yeah, okay. let me do no, that. No, no, and then, no. Is that yeah, right? If, yeah, absolutely. So, I just saw Sean's question, which which is the, so the question is, uh, I arrived late, but yeah, have you talked about where you get your ideas from content from? So I wanted to just hopefully give some value here because that is the number one challenge yeah. from recruiters. If you're here today, there's a good chance that you know it's important. There's a very, very good chance that you know you know that building your brand or sharing content is something that you probably should be doing. And what it probably filters down to as to why you haven't started is is the ideas. So what I share on my, when I was in recruitment, as we were talking about it, where I started, Sean, was actually, I know it's a bit different now, but where I actually started was by documenting what I was up to in the industry. And I'll explain what I mean. So really sort of an important part of our personal pitch, sort of why we're different as a business was, I know this is really cliche, but like we generally really sort of integrated ourselves in our industry. And we did that by attending networking events, going to learning seminars. And that meant that as recruiters, yes, we're recruiters, but actually we have a real sort of finger on the pulse of our industry. We can meet people there. We can know what's going on. And that gives us an extra insight into the market as as recruitment consultants, right? And what I'd also do is, as part of that is always the typical things, right? Yes, I do meet my clients. And yes, I do meet my candidates, so where I actually started with the ideas where I noticed had more traction was I just became that annoying person that asked for a picture at things. So in the first year, I attended these events. So I got, went out and met clients, but no one knew about it. It stayed offline. It stayed in the four walls of the office. It stayed in the networking events. But what I started to do was take uh, pictures at the networking events with my colleagues, take pictures when uh, I was at clients' offices or when I took uh, out candidates that I placed for drinks and what that meant was I, early, my bra- early, early on in the drink session. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, uh, but so then what that meant was that my online brand sort of mirrored what I was saying to people one on one. Do you get what I mean? So to answer the question there, that's what I started with. But to, to give some uh, value here. So where you get your content ideas from is from your conversations. Mm-hmm. So the great thing about recruiters is that it's your job to know um it's your job to know your people your candidates and clients inside out it's that that is your job to know these people inside out right so where your ideas actually come from and when you realize this it, it comes from the typical conversations that you have so it comes from candidates most common reasons for leaving it comes from clients biggest problems on achieving their goals and these are all things that you you have to know about your people Uh, So your ideas come from that. And the reason why they come from that is because good content is content that's relevant. So in order for us to create content that cuts through the noise and is relevant for our target audience, which is your clients and candidates or ideal clients and candidates, we need to think about those people first. So 
for, to, to come out of ideas, what I do with recruiters is take a bit of a step back and just think about ideas, just have headspace to think about ideas and ask questions like, and you'll do this as well, Wendy, it's just basic marketing. Ask questions like, what are the most common reasons that candidates give you your, their reasons for leaving? What are your candidates' biggest frustrations and challenges professionally, personally? And likewise with clients, like what are their biggest challenges? What's keeping them up at night? Why do they do what they do? And yes, think about recruitment. Think about the things that they share about you with bad experiences with recruiters and stuff like this. But the real gold is the nuances of your market. That, that's what you really want to dig into. So you want to find out why people don't progress their career or why people um, don't find, uh, find it difficult to uh, know how to take their career to the next level. And the ideas come from your conversations. It's so much more than that. You, this is why I needed you on the show. You just enthuse everyone about our industry. It's, it's awesome. And, and I think you, you, you underestimate, you know, what you're naturally doing because, um, the best thing there about content is a lot of people we talk to is, oh, it's so hard to think of ideas. Exactly. Same as that question, Mm. but you're just working it into your everyday job. Yeah, because I'm going to share a wee bit about you as well, because the first time I met you was at an event and you were just about to present to an audience for the first time and, <laughs> yeah. and you were bricking it a bit, weren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was terrified. Yeah, it was only a six minute talk as well. <laughs> but you were so good because you turned around and every time I meet you, every time you see me, you go, Wendy, 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 can I just ask you a question? And I know you're just clocking that up for a content <laughs> idea, but it's 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 very skillful. And if we adapt that constant learning approach to self-development with all the candidates and all the clients that we meet Mm. then you don't even have to think about a content plan you've got it there all the time yeah and and then just really quickly on this the chat okay you might go okay yeah that makes sense Hisham but the second challenge that you'll probably give me is well I'm not a tech recruiter or I don't work in engineering who am I to talk about these things right I'm a recruiter so let me let me try and help you overcome that so that's the second challenge that I get so, so my advice to all of you recruiters that I work with is you will never be as competent as the people that you place you just won't you, you, you don't get paid to do that right but the thing that I really encourage you to remember is the amount of people, the amount of professionals that you speak to in your industry compared to the candidates or clients in your space. So what I mean by that is if I'm dealing with ex-hiring manager, a hiring manager or um, head of engineering, right? How many heads of engineering do you think they speak to on a daily, weekly basis? Under 10, probably not that many, depending on what groups they're part of or whatever. How many do recruiters speak to a day? Quite a few, right? Lords. So remember that. That's that's the value that you bring. You bring the insights. You bring the value from, hey, look, I know what you're saying there, but I spoke to four other people that had the same challenge as you, blah, 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 right? So that's the first thing. Remember, that's the, that's the real value that you can offer, that you have so many different, you can gather so many different people's perspectives. So the advice here, when you have a topic, so I don't know, let's say that um, one of the ideas or topics that you recognize thinking about most common reasons for leaving is people sharing with you that they don't have access to a mentor, let's just say, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So you might think, well, who am I to talk about that or what can I say? So your, your, per, your, your job with your content is to generate the discussion, facilitate the conversation around the topics that you've identified rather than being the person that knows everything about the topic. So what I'm saying here is as a recruiter, it's your job to turn up and go, hey, guys, this is what you're telling me. This is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm learning from all of you. 
what do you guys think? And putting it back on your network. And you'll see all the best people on LinkedIn do this. It's about generating discussions. And your job with your content isn't to be the expert on everything because you're not going to be. And you're not going to be as competent as your people. It's to show up and create the place. It's to create the access point of important discussions um, around topics that you know are relevant and important for your people. And if you do that with your content, that's what you want. And that, if you have relevant, good hiring managers, good candidates commenting going, hey, Wendy, really interesting. I was speaking about this the other day with my colleague, or I was thinking about this the other day, or this is my thoughts on that. Guess what? You now have a new reason to reach out to that person, yeah. right? And, and that's, that's the second part to that. So if ideas from your conversation, second part, I'm worried about talking about things that I'm not an expert in. That's okay. It's your job to create the place of discussion around them. That's your job. That's the, the job of your content. And you have every right to do that as a recruiter. Not saying don't have an opinion, have an opinion about things you're passionate about, but always include a discussion and involve people in your network rather than just shouting at people and, and keep people included. Great advice. Now, before we jump on, because I really do want to touch on the recruitment mentors program that you're starting, because okay. it's really interesting. But I have right. one more question for Francis, which is a, okay, an interesting okay. one. And well, how long have we might... got? Have we got five minutes? Well, we, yeah, five minutes. So we'll get to that. Well, I've got time but if you need to stick around. So. Do you, thank you. Do you consider yourself as a recruitment marketeer or a recruiter, or are they both the same these days? <laughs> yeah, look, I think, I, again, I think we don't need to complicate it. But for me... What I, how I start my sessions with people is like, I am not here to talk to you to convince you that the phone is dead. I couldn't disagree with that more. Like, I just couldn't disagree with that more. I actually, personally, what I say to people and recruits is actually, yes, we do want people coming into your inbox and going, hey, Wendy, can I sign terms of you? Can I give you this job? Can you help me? Yes, of course we want that. But actually, when you show up and share content, the biggest impact that you'll see more quickly is the proactive element. It will equip you with new reasons to call people. It just will. There isn't the stuff that your competitors have, which is re- disrupting people's days with the at the right at the trying to rely on the perfect time to get them, rely on the perfect candidate to open up the door, whatever it may be. So for me, yeah, like of course, maybe in, in today's day and age, you do need to be good at social selling and all these things, but you don't need to overcomplicate it. I think it's all about having a multi-channel approach. Of course, branding is important, but you need to be, if, if, if you're leveraging branding, then you need to make sure that when you do get those opportunities to get on the phone, that you're good at maximizing those. So, so it's just, I think it's just, yeah, you need to combine them, of course, but you don't need to overcomplicate it. A recruiter is a recruiter, and I think it's just the roles, the positions evolved. Yeah, and I, I, I perfectly put. Okay, so your next venture, because your story has evolved, yeah. and it's, it's a lovely one to see how it, it's gone from step to step. You're now using this passion that I think everyone can clearly um, feel in, in this crowdcast as well, which is awesome. Um, but you, you're starting to launch a new recruitment mentors, and that's in a platform. Tell us a little bit about this. Right, okay. So so what, why, why are we launching this? So this has just come from the complete belief that if you're a recruitment consultant that has the inner ambition and drive, to want to become the best recruiter you can be, then you shouldn't be limited or prevented by barriers that sit outside of your control. If that's working for a recruitment business that doesn't make enough money to invest in learning and development, if that's working for a manager who you learn most from but you're limited by the time that they can give you, or just for no fault of your own, ending up in an agency in an environment that, quite frankly, don't value or have an appetite to invest in learning and development, even though you might have that inner burning desire to know how can I become the best? How can I become the top performing person in my organization? You might come up against those barriers that you can't control. So recruitment mentors basically is a community 
that's built to help recruitment consultants accelerate their career without limits. It's not about egos. It's not about that. It's about connecting the members of the community. It's exclusive to recruitment consultants to connect them with some of the most successful recruitment professionals outside of their four walls that they can learn from different sectors, different markets, different locations, whilst connecting them with like-minded recruitment professionals focused on growth. And that's what this platform is all about. It's about helping recruitment consultants accelerate their career without limits. Awesome. And where can they get involved in this? Like, what, what's the next step of this? Yeah, so good question. So what, <laughs> what we've done is we wanted to really make sure that sort of it's filled with the right people, right? We, we really fought hard about our values. We fought about the sort of culture we want to communicate. Um, we want to build in this community. So we, we've launched it in stages. The first stage we've done, and that's with a group of founding members, there's 35 recruitment consultants that have been invited to, to join us as founding members. So that's that's sort of going on now. And we're working behind the scenes with our founding members to really basically take as much feedback as possible from them to really shape this community so it really delivers when we open it up to the, the public. So how you can get involved right now is just... Uh, by jo- doing a classic, joining the wait, join the waiting list. Yeah, and I think Amy's just, yeah, so just, just posted yeah, thank the you, link Amy. to it. So but yeah, so just, just joining our waiting list, and that just means that you'll be notified when we open up the doors to this community in the in the new year. Well, you know, I I love just anybody in the industry that is helping recruiters change, helping recruiters look at different things, and I'm going to give you a. I'm going to suggest a tagline, uh, Hisham. I think you are 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 building recruiters with purpose. So and yeah, that's what like that. just sort of yeah that that's what what I sort of connected in and I just thought this this is awesome. So listen, we've got a couple more minutes just to finish up um, uh, this show because I've thoroughly and I've thoroughly enjoyed this. This is brilliant. So thank Good. you, and I'm sure our audience have as well because I've seen lots of comments. Um, but I always like sort of finishing up. Um, you know, we've gone through a tough year. We're just about to get planning in for next year. I want three things from you that the recruiters out there could be focusing on right now to start to get prepared for making 2021 you know a a really differential year for them yeah sure so i I thought about this so yeah free piece of advice okay so so for me i think the first one and this is something i could have done better at in, in recruitment but i've really had to hone in over the last couple of years so the first one is like having like a really i know this all the time but like a really strong why like you need to know, and I'm sure that's been tested this year with COVID. Like if you're sitting in your living room, for me it was a breakfast bar, like, oh my God, is this real life? Like, why am I doing this, right? Especially in recruitment, it can be a really thankless and unforgiving job at, at, at so many times, right? So the first thing is like, you need to be crystal clear on why you're doing this. Like, why are you doing this? And it has to be bigger than monetary, I've interviewed a lot of successful recruitment professionals and they all say it started with money, but actually as I grew and realized it wasn't about the money, right? Um, so the first one is like, you need to be clear going into 2021, like why are you doing this? What, what, what's your purpose, as you said? The second one is to, to give more than take. And I, I think recruiters have really showed up from, from what I can see, the lens that I'm, I can see have, have done this, right? When you're calling everyone and going and being told that, look, we're not hiring anymore, <laughs> like, okay, well, what can I do? I think a lot of the great recruiters have recognized 
that by giving more than taking, they can connect people, they can create the place of discussion to create the place for people to share challenges and these things. And I genuinely believe if you're someone a recruiting in the today's day and age, if you actually genuinely have the mindset of like, I'm, I'm here to give more than I take, then it's going to pay dividends and you actually ended up, you end up getting more in return. <laughs> that's just how it works. That's how, how I've always found it. It works. And it's got to come from a genuine place. But yeah, second one, really be willing to give more than, than um, you take and it actually all just comes full circle. And then the third one, and I think this is probably, this has probably happened anyway during this period, is to genuinely have the mindset of um, being willing to always learn. I, I just think, again, thinking of the best recruiters that I've met on the podcast, that I've interviewed, and even now getting some, some really successful people into this platform I'm speaking to people that have been in the game for a very, very long time, but they still have that humility. They still have that open-mindedness to go, you know what, Hisham, that's a really good point. I'm going to try that. Or, you know what, I learned this the other day. I'm going to try that. Rather than sort of having the mindset that you've completed recruitment or sort of the ego to say, no, I know how to do it. I know how to do my job. And I think that's probably been really tested this year as well. Like, you've got to be someone that's always willing to learn. And that's going to mean that you're going to stop yourself from being complacent. And complacency will kill your career. It will kill your growth. So the third one is to generally have that mindset of always be learning. Yeah, it is. It's like every day is a school day and what goes around comes around. Love it. Um, Hisham, I can't thank you enough for your energy. I, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. It is a great, no, miserable... No, thanks for the opportunity. Oh, no, it's a great, miserable day up here in Scotland. So you've definitely brightened up, brightened up my, my day. And I know uh, <laughs> Nick Price on, on the audience there, after 30 years of recruitment, that will be the injection of motivation that you'll need. And uh, Ernie as well out in the Philadelphia, I think, out in the States. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well. So thank you for... for um, uh, tuning in and um Hisham, this will make you laugh lizzie was referring to you as the weirdo in the corner but comes good. <laughs> love that and i think we'll be you know the quirky ones if you can find an angle go don't be afraid of it and go go and use it so no, and all everyone. of that really strengthens if you're wanting to be the best and the, being the best is also about being the best in your niche because that's where you'll get remembered so thank you so much for being part of our um, Out of a Crowdcast. I'm sure um, Amy will be posting up your LinkedIn uh, connection as well to be able to uh, connect in. You've got your waiting room there. If anybody is interested, please get a hold of uh, Hisham. He's uh, always eager to support and help whenever he can as well. No, thanks, everyone. Yeah, thank you for being there. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We've got our last show when we're going to take a wee break um, until the next year. So um, I'm going to make sure that it's a good roundup um, in a couple of weeks time. Make sure you sign up for that. Um, again, I'm always interested in things that uh, you would like me to cover or guests you would like me to invite on as well. So please get in contact with myself. Um, but uh, you've got a few more weeks of, uh, of billing weeks or placement weeks just before Christmas. Maximise them. Have fun. Um, have a break over Christmas and, uh, um, and we'll look forward to catching up for our last show in a, a couple of weeks. Thanks all for tuning in. Thank, Thank you. you.